You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Michael. Andre, it's another Tuesday uh, that we're doing a recording. and uh, I don't have a theme song yet, if I'm giving it away what we're doing today. I need, I need you to get a theme song going, so, you know. But anyway, it's uh, another one that we plan to do outside, and yet again, it's, <laughs> it's going to thunder and lightning, and this time, because we're... Now, uh, loosened a little bit more, we are doing this inside, yes. but still slightly socially distanced. Yes. Because King s- Doug said we must. I can reach out and touch you if you try to reach out and touch me, which will not happen. Yes, I think that's also correct. I don't really want to touch you. No. We're all just a little sweaty and melting. Uh, At 30. This is, this is, this is going to be such... I'm, I'm curious what the back half of this vintage is going to be, because I know like 2017 was rainy all summer, but it was kind of cool and, and not great. And this is the first time I've seen like rainy and crazy hot. Like It's like we're in a jungle in Ontario this well, year. Well, we, we could theoretically ask our, our guest what his thoughts are about this vintage. Yeah, let's do that. And, and then we are also going to play a little Stump the Chump with him. Today we are joined by Levi DeLoren, who has an accent. I do? Yes. Oh, now you're not going to... Slight eat. accent. <laughs> so he's actually not from here, but he is the winemaker of record now for uh, Jackson Trigg. That's me. And um, so if you want to quickly answer uh, Andre's question as best that you can, what you think is going to happen. I'm hoping, praying there's going to be a big turn, this rain goes away, and we get a beautiful, beautiful back end to this season, and we continue on with lovely sunshine. I know disease pressure is a big thing for Niagara. Are we starting to see disease pressure this early, or is it too early for it to no, really No, absolutely. Matter? We need to stick on our sprays and keep to our regiments and uh, keep the disease pressure out at this stage. We're just getting close to bunch closure. Once we get to there, we need to get those sprays in and, and on, on the crops. And Fingers crossed we've done our job and we can get that disease pressure out. Well, there we go. The nerdy part of the podcast is done. Let's drink. All right. So uh, it's that was it. it yeah, oh, it's easy it. street that's, from here on in. Yeah. <laughs> so this is. Uh, oh, you oh, are for a world of pain. <laughs> you, have, you have not been to a stump the chump. Uh, we've only had. Uh, I think Thomas has joined us again. Okay. On stump the chump. That's the only time we've ever had a second. Yeah, uh, run through. Yeah, yep, yep. most people don't want to come back for what we are pouring. I also call these podcasts. Let's make Andre look stupid. Although I did pretty good last podcast, and they were all good wines that time. So we they were except did, yeah. except for one, and it was except closure one. related. Yeah, closure related. Yeah, you must have been in a good mood. I, look, I, I, Le- I Levi, just, just give you a heads up. There's usually like a turd or two in this lineup of okay. wines. And, and how long have we been doing this for? This, uh, well, we're past our 250th episode. Yeah, we are going to be past our 250th, but not stump the chump. No, 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 like our sixth edition of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. we have probably done this a dozen times. We've, oh, I don't even think it's been that many. We've had uh, we've had Thomas on twice. We've had uh, Brian Schmidt. Uh, we're going to get uh, Derek Barnett. We had Dave Johnson on. Farrah Felton Jolly. Farrah Felton Jolly from uh, our international edition. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who else did we? Have? We've had a couple more on. I think that's it. We really don't do these a whole lot. I think they're a lot of fun, and um, anyway, I know you say that they don't get the listens they should. I, I think they should get all kinds of listens, because I think Dave put it ba- best last time we, uh, when we had him on. He said, these are the kind of tastings we should be doing to find out how things age and, and where we stand. And No, it's been one of my favorite things about the, um, I, I mean, even from the side of running a wine business now, I've learned a lot just about closures doing these tastings. Um, I love that we've raided your cellar a few times doing um, old Riesling corks versus caps, and it's 
not even a competition in terms of how much better the integrity of the wine holds up under caps. Just interestingly, and this is this could be interesting for you. I did uh, uh, just probably within the last couple of weeks. I did uh, two wines from Elderton called Tantalus. Oh yes, which they say on the back label, good two to three years, or drink within two to three years. One was a 2002, one was a 2003. One under cork, one under screw cap. The cork was dead within half an hour. The screw cap was lovely, finished. The whole bottle lasted two, two and a half hours. Bingo. So Speaks volumes. I think it really Absolute does. Absolute volumes. Really, really Absolutely. does. Absolutely. Yep. So I have a good mix of screw cap and cork on this, uh, this sucker. So what you just have to do is, obviously, I'm going to pour it in your glass. We're going to figure out, try to figure out, you know, a vintage, uh, where it's from, what grape it is. Is there a theme here to this one? I mean, with Dave, we had a bit of a guess because you were trying to pick out some of his wines. Well, he didn't. He didn't know they were his wines, and and uh, I never told him they were going to be his wines. Uh, but uh, no, I have no theme. It's uh, all red. Though. So it's a full free for all. That yeah, it is a whole free for all. Yeah, you've got experience on this, so you're going to lead the way and just ease me into it, or is it just <laughs> tell me what it is, buddy? So I've got some bad news for you, Levi. I, I really don't do well at blind tasting. <laughs> no, no. There was the one time that uh, with, with Thomas, you both thought it was a California hot vintage Pinot. Pino. Turned out to be a cool vintage. Cl- a cool, cool vintage. vintage. Cool vintage Kloss and Chase. VQAPEC, oh, too. Yeah. Like, not even County. the Niagara yeah. one. Yeah. So <clears throat> they thought it was hot vintage. So really fun. Hmm. And um, this smells really good. None of them are available, so feel free to on them all you want. There's no, um, you're not going to offend. Well, you could offend, but I mean, I'm going to offend somebody. You're going to offend right, somebody, sure. but don't uh, don't hold back. If it's if it's garbage, it's garbage. We did a Kentucky wine once, which was absolute garbage. Mm, it's a little dusty on the back end, very earthy. Not barnyardy though. No, it doesn't feel old world. It feels quite clean. I am getting some of that poop on the back end, though, right at the finish. Mm. But, but it's not a, a it's not a bready thing. Well, it's not a no, bready or a no. yeah. <clears throat> this feels to me like Pinot. I I probably would have to agree on that. Again, I wrapped these yesterday, so I now that. I really. And he also wraps his own wines in because he's so forgetful; he can't remember what wine they are. Perfect. I have no idea what this is. Um, I know it's under screw cap. So I was I was excited to uh, to get a few under screw caps so that we can see if yeah I'll, I, I can go first yeah I think this is uh, I think this is New Zealand Pinot and I think it's ten years old so I'm gonna go with 2011 okay some New Zealand Pinot I don't think it's New Zealand there's something there's a bit of fruit in behind it that's ticking me off that it's it's not Australian not New Zealand not from here uh, for me it's just like it's got a bit of a bit of heat to it so like it feels it feels a little warm um, for for Pinot and I don't think Michael would have a lot of California Pinot in the cellar. I don't have a lot of Pinot, uh, California Pinot. I know, I know, I had a, a, a nice three pack of La Crema, which was seven years old, and those, those uh, actually, and I, there was a three pack of uh, Monterey, Sonoma, and Carneros, and boy, I, t- I stayed some over three days. That was it doesn't really have nice. that high oak that a U.S. or Californian would. No, no, the the, the fruit's definitely there, it's, and it's drying. It's drying out too. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting. Like there's a there's a good like dusty mineral note like chalky gravel road on the back end. I don't I don't. Uh, now that you put your guess in, you said a ten year old New Zealand Pinot. I'm sticking by that. I'm just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Pinot. I don't think it's New Zealand. 
no offense, Andre, I don't think I'd waste a, a New Zealand Pinot on, on you in this. Because I really love New Zealand Pinot, and I'm usually a, a Tassie Pinot kind of guy. So if I have New Zealand or, or Australian Pinot, it'll be Tassie. Um, um, and if it's New Zealand, I'd probably have already drank it. I really love New Zealand Pinot. So. <laughs> well, the thing I think, too, like it's sealed under a screw cap. And if this was like a hot vintage Niagara, like a 2010 or 2007, I don't think many people were using screw caps on their Pinots back then. So That's a good call. Uh, I don't think it's 10 years old, though. It seems still too bright and fresh for 10 years old. Yeah? <sighs> oh, you... I, I have appreciated uh, the past couple Stump the Chumps, though, because the wines are significantly better than where we began, Michael. Did you just clean out the cellar, and now we've, all we've got left is, like, real wine now? No, no, i got some crap in there, too. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't you... So, yes, yeah, seven, eight years old, maybe... Not Tasmania, maybe Victoria. It's not New Zealand. It's not the U.S., it's not from here. Could be Chile. Isn't it too warm for Chile? Well, they got the Bio Bio Valley, right? So there's where it's nice and cool. That's where they're doing a lot of that really nice Pinot that perhaps. we've tasted. I'll stick with Victoria, somewhere in Victoria, perhaps. All right. I am now remembering where this is from. Oh. So I'm going to go nowhere near the, the rest of the guests. But yes, Pinot it is. Excellent. Um, and uh, it is not New Zealand. And you guys are totally in the wrong hemisphere. It is Yay. the Taz 2010 Growers Blend Pinot. 11. I nailed hot vintage Niagara though yeah. on the back end there. Yeah, you did. You did say it. I thought maybe you were going to change, and then uh, but well, yeah. that's you. You wouldn't let me change. You told me I'd already made. No, my that's guess. why I, I, like <laughs> to, I like you to stick with it. So yeah, that's Taz Growers Blend uh, 2010. See, that's great. That'd be like a twenty dollar. Would have been like a twenty twenty five dollar. Yeah, something like that. It. And um, there's none of that Niagara sweat on it. It's a pretty wine. Yeah, yeah. so that was very pretty wine. Really interesting. Thirty percent alcohol too. Yeah. So okay, so is next you're looking after me, are you? Is that what it is? No turds yet. That's great. Oh well, we like to start with something good, and then and then it all goes down downhill from there. That's oh, we did pretty good, pretty good last time. I'm still I'm still thinking about that Cape Spring Riesling. How perfect that was. No. I just I want I want to see more off dry Rieslings. I want to see people people drinking more off dry Rieslings. Do you have a favorite wine varietal or something? Well, that's... You asked me that when I walked in. What's yours? Oh, what? it's, I'm Captain Chardonnay. Everybody oh, knows yeah, that, and. I'm, Okay, so this is this. I was just looking. It's, it's so bad that we've actually made that word a swear on the on the podcast. We have a swear jar that we keep track of, and uh, every time we say something on that, we keep track. And at the end of the year, we're going to write a check for Brian Schmidt, who does some charity work in Haiti, because mm-hmm. he's the one who told us we need to clean up our language. And um, last year, I kind of hijacked the podcast, so yeah, it was very so, uh, so C-word centric. Mm-hmm. And if it's uh, and if it's uh, somebody approaches us. Uh, to do a Chardonnay podcast, such as on Seven did, Andre has to pay three dollars if he says yes, uh, and if he sets it up, which is uh, we do have one coming up, uh, Flat Rock, I have Flat to pay Rock, five dollars, pay five dollars because he was the one who wanted to set that up, so he reached out to them. So anytime he hijacks it on his own, five bucks. So, oh yeah. This is very raisiny, and I'm just smelling alcohol. I was just I was just checking to see if it was a Look plastic color, cork. It is it is a regular everyday old cork. Look at so. the brown on it, though. I I am uh, remembering what this wine is. Uh, it is a wine I had uh, absolutely no hope, and this was going to be the, the real okay. turd in the in the in the wood pile. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very grapey. This is certainly not the worst wine that we've had on this. Prune, like it's it's like stewed prune right now. 
But I mean, that's kind of it. It's sort of like one note. There's no like smoke or anything. It's super flat on the palate, though. I don't think it goes anywhere. No, it doesn't. There's no length to it. It smells like fruit leather, like not not like baseball leather, but like like dehydrated fruit leather. Oh yeah. Hmm. Actually, it's, I I wouldn't walk across the room to drink another glass. I actually think this would make like a a good base for a sauce. Although, I, yeah, I know I, I would say that you, you shouldn't cook with anything you won't drink, but it's just like there's pleasant aromas to this. Hmm. Yeah, I really thought this would be a, an absolute turd, and uh, maybe I have gotten rid of all the turds in the cellar, Andre. I don't know. Seems like I missed, uh, like dodged a bullet somewhere along the line. Hmm. You did. Yeah. You dodged several bullets. But really, super raisiny, little brown, very old, 10 to 12, maybe. I'm going to say it's older than that. I think this is like an 05 something. It's actually getting better. No, it's just coating your mouth. And no, it's got that... Look that, at that cork. Oh, yeah, it's just a teeny little thing. It's about the size of, uh, I don't know, your kid's finger. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's how you ended that sentence. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to go with. I was going to go with your finger, but then... Anyway. Got a guest on Varietal, Levi? A Cabernet. From... You said it was, uh, I can't remember what, how old you said it was. 12? 12 years old. I'm saying it's an 05 uh, Cab Franc from Niagara. Actually, I think it's a blend. Mm. I think it's a Bordeaux blend. Yeah, it's not Cab Franc on its own. No. Don't I, get that green. And I'm also not getting like the Cab Sauve green. And did you, and did you? No, I'm not getting that eucalyptus sort of green on it. Yeah, yeah. Did you pick any place from? No. Okay, so. But you've got a, a, you've got a year, you've got 12 years old. 12, I think. I, was, I said 15 or older. And uh, believe it or not, this is from Fetzer in California. Wow. It is a 2001 Zinfandel Shiraz. Zin? Weird. Yeah. I have been holding on. I'm a big Zin fan, so I don't know why I've been holding on to that one. Zin Shiraz. That's quite the blend, too. Yeah. Uh, I don't <laughs> remember where I picked that up. Probably from here, right here in Ontario. And uh, How would a wine like that come to be? Well, they're two. Put those two grapes together because they're both really big, right? And you just want to make big. I bet you the. I bet you the alcohol on that is fourteen five minimum. Uh, It's right here, Andre, and I. Don't have my glasses on, so fourteen nine. Is that what it says? (laughs) This has got to be the smallest print ever. It's either fourteen eight or fourteen zero. There's a like, the paper on it is. You want to take a try? Everybody's going to well, give it a not shot. Much better, I promise you. I got fourteen nine. You got fourteen eight or fourteen zero. Yeah, fourteen seven. <laughs> it's it's fourteen something. It's in the big fourteens. How about that? So it didn't taste alcoholic, which was which was kind of nice. It just really tasted. Kind yeah, it's of... weird. It tasted balanced. It just didn't taste of anything. Oof. What fourteen? Bang on. Can you? Oh, four, yeah. Okay. Yeah, got it. Okay, fourteen. Bang on. All right. All right. Also minus one percent, of course. So here we go again. Could it be one point five. Yeah, it's a, California. I think they get a, a couple extra points to play with. With uh, with a screw cap again. This is the last of the of the screw caps today. Just to let you know. And uh, it's a little bit less brown than the is. other stuff that we've uh, quite a nice color opened so far. Yeah. Okay, that's Cabernet. That's Cabernet Franc. Yeah, that's Cabernet Franc. Like, <laughs> but like in the best way. In the best way. This smells Beautiful. really good. Yeah. 
The tannin is like herbal, like smoky. It's, it's silk. Like the way that rolls off the back of the tongue is it, there's no grip at all. It's a lovely little bottle of wine. It's a lovely, some real nice fruit on it. Really nice fruit on it. Mm. There is a, a tiny, I feel like there's a tiny bit of breath, like right in the middle. Yep. yep. Like it's like a kiss. It's barely there, but like. I can roll with that on this one, I think. Oh, I, it's totally pleasant. Like yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. Well, I like that. Wow, that's really, really lovely. I'm sorry I wasted that on you guys. Fruit's there. Really yep. nice fruit. Acid's in balance. Tannins are really nice and smooth and silky. The fruit is still really present. Like, that can't be that old. But that's it. This is screaming Niagara, but it, 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 the tannin feels too soft for 16. But I refuse. I know this is probably a $20 bottle of wine because of Michael Seller. I refuse to believe that this is a 12 that's held on that long. So you think it's a Niagara? Cap I think wrong. Niagara, yeah. I can't tell if it's 12 or 16, though. I, I'm, uh, so on the back end, I'm getting a little Brett, uh, which screams to me uh, South African. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always get that, and as they, as, they, uh, as they age, they get a little bit, um, a little bit smoother. Yeah, but I don't find South Africa ever has that like screaming pyrazine off the note, which is what I think Levi and I yeah, both that sort of ca- capsicum or bell yeah, pepper, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. You get not the eucalyptus from a cab sav, but more the cab franc. Totally green. Well, but the fruit's intact. The fruit's beautiful. This is, this is a lovely bottle of wine, and uh, so I'm going to get a look at it first. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember this being a lovely bottle of wine when I bought it, and uh, I bought a bunch of it. It's the Ayama. Cabernet Sauvignon from South Africa. Wow. 2008. 2008. So it's about 13 years old. And that was gorgeous when I bought it. And uh, when I pulled it out of the cellar, I was like, I wonder how it's going to be. I wouldn't give that as 13 years old. That's Uh, 7, 8. Like, the fruit is still really in front and present with the wine. He paid $13.95 for this in 2010. Yep. So, really good bottle of wine. Again, for $13.95. Um... I just I just loved that wine when I when I bought it and uh, I was hoping I, well no I would kind of wish I had opened up a nice big steak or something I would have been just stumped absolute. on that green tone to it though it was it's not you, you and I, you and I were both like immediately yeah, we as soon as the nose went yeah. in right I, I put it this way I knew I didn't have a cab franc in this lineup so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to help you guys right there because I know there's no cab franc in the lineup so. Uh, I'm guessing Cab Franc for the next one, because <laughs> I'm going for the for the stump the jump by uh, by yelling out, "Hey, no Cab Franc!" All right, so we're moving on to bottle number four. Okay. And here we go. This should be. Uh, is this corked? This is rough. This was under cork. How about that? Ooh, that's not. It smells like a dirty diaper, dude. Absolutely. It's not corked, but it is... It's pretty filthy, though. Mm. I don't even know if I want to put this in my mouth. Like, if Fulon smells like a dirty diaper. <laughs> the name of your sex tape. Uh, you can do better than that. You know what? The finish is probably the best part of it. But in the mouth, it's not. That is so rough, I can't identify it. That That's is cool. Hmm? That's corked, absolutely. Okay. It's a bit sweet on the back palate, though. <laughs> is there sweetness to it? There's probably a sweetness to it. This uh, this is the only liter bottle I have in the cellar. 
And um, sorry, Michael, I'm gonna do something awful. You're not gonna chug a bottle of wine. No, no, I just have to rinse the glass. So this is uh, Banrock Station with 33% more uh, 2003 Cabernet Sauvignon. And for some reason, uh, I, it, it had 33% more, so 33% more cork. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I was probably working here at this stage. Where, at Banrock Station? Not at Banrock, but we would have bottled it at Renella, the Renella plant for Hardy's. Oh, yeah, so there you go. Um, Obviously, blame me for that one, so. Yeah, was, you were like, oh, it's Banrock Station. No worries here. Yeah. <laughs> I can throw cork into that sucker. All right, so. Uh, I, I think that's, that, that nose was almost as bad as the Kentucky wine. Uh, you know what? As I said, it's the only one liter bottle I, I have ever bought. I, I have some, uh, some Magnums. <laughs> but uh, I have. Lean in, Lila. But uh, we are just taking our pictures now, uh, so that we uh, we try to remember because we're horrible with pictures on our podcast. We are we are the worst uh, for for getting pictures of uh, guests and things like that. Okay, so oh, I think I broke this one. Yep, I did. Damn. Oh, I could feel that one. I could I could feel it break. So uh, yeah, so we're working on uh, on number five. Andre, what's your average with this uh, with this game? With well, on getting them right? Yeah. How many do you get right, usually? Well, we got the Pinot. So... I, I'd give you the Cab Franc slash Cab Sab. That Ugh. was pretty bloody close. I think it's usually one, one out of six. Although the last one I did, the last one I did pretty good on. Yeah, so we did was, right. Okay, this one's going to have cork pieces in it. I'm just... Also, I'll try and take the first... No, no, not yet. I'm just not a big blind taster. It's not something I do very often. Absolutely. No, it's tough. Yeah. There we go. Good fun, though. Yes. No, it's, uh, like I said, it's, I've um, learned a lot about like, how to think about wine, and it's also just a reminder where I don't mind staying on the record. I'm not a huge fan of super old wines. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next two bottles, I really do not know where they are from. I do not legitimately know anything about them. I knew there was a South African, but I have... See, I still want to say Cabernet Franc here. I do, too. You get that green. <laughs> so was it picked too early? Well, there is a but it's not like tar. Like there's like a definite greenness and herbaceousness that I'm yeah. not very happy about. And roofing tar. Like it, it smells like they're, they're doing a flat roof next to us. So again, I would probably go South Africa. I always get roofing tar and, and truck t- burning truck tire out of... Um, from South Africa? From South Africa. So I always get it. I'll go Australia then. Just always go that Because way. I think you're, you're trying to screw with us. It doesn't taste that terrible. Yeah, but it's got a sort of thing to it. Yep, it does. Smoky, um, licorice, but not in a good way. Yeah, because it's like licorice and tar. <laughs> it's like this is just not. Wow, I'm not like the guy driving the um, driving the shoot. The, the machine that flattens things. Big tannins, though. You could be right. You could be on something in South Africa. The tannins are quite big and bold in it still. They haven't softened out. little coffee note. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm saying South Africa again uh, uh, is because uh, on, on the weekend, I had a Baxberg Pump House Shiraz, which was a 2002. And it, it really had kind of that note to it. Mm-hmm. But it was a nicer wine. 
But the interesting part about that wine is it never dropped off the table. I drank it over the course of three hours, and it stayed totally linear in what it was. With the licorice, the smoke, uh, the, the burning truck tire was way in the back. But it never, it never burst out with fruit, and it never, you know, never fell off the table. It just was like, just straight on, and it was, and it was sealed under cork. It never got worse. It never got better. I'm going to stick what with Australia, it? and the tannin is obnoxious in this. Still, the tannin's big. Oh, but I still feel like it's it's a bit old because I saw that cork disintegrated. Yeah. So this is uh, this is ten years old. Okay, it's more than ten years old. Thirteen years old. With that tannin still though, that's <sighs> stubborn look at tannin. The cork, man. It just crumbled. Oh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Malbec. Oh, good point. Could be. You know what? I'm changing my answer. I'm going to say it's Cahors. Gonna go with hordes. Yeah, I'm trying to think of where you're gonna get. You wash your mouth up with soap, young man. Okay, saying hordes. Okay, okay. Uh, I am going to go. It's a South African Shiraz because I think it's very similar to the uh, to the Baxberg Pump House. It's just that tannin that's holding on that has me thinking. And I, I'm gonna go twelve, thirteen years. What about Sagratino? Do you have any of that in there too? I have a sac- uh, I have a couple of Sagratinos, but they're very young. Would you have put that in the lineup? No, I'm sticking with Cohorts. No, I would never waste a Sagrantino on you either. Okay, thanks, Michael. Not, not unless we were having like a dinner or something. Okay. I've opened some very good wines for you for dinner. I know you have. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't know. I, this, this really is supposed to be just, you know, wild and crazy shit. So, I wanted to say that word so that Andre had to work again and get, get in there and, and mark it. So, Levi, what do you got? You were in the, the, the 12-year category? Okay. Could yeah, but could be the tannins are there. They're big and bold. It's got some acidity on the back of it, though. I don't know if it is South African. And that's what I was thinking. Could it be? Could it be Chilean or Fr- yeah, maybe even French? It is. Uh, oh well, there you go. It's a 2001 Alcumi from uh, Franklin River. <laughs> it is a Cabernet Sauvignon. From, you want to say it? No. Australia. I'm just disappointed in myself now. The, the acidity was really bright at the end of that palette. Which it is. Me. But it's just like, like how, how do you expect that? Like, as a winemaker, how, how were you expecting that to evolve? Like, it's under cork, it's 20 years old, and the tannin is still, like, knocking you out. Like, how much longer are you expecting that wine to age before the it gives up The telling you it's not going to, right? But, but what, about yeah. the, what about the fruit? There was not a lot of, a lot of fruit. It was I know, tannin that was just beating the, beating the door down. It'd be interesting to try that, say, in about an hour or half an hour to see if it actually changes. But being Australian, I wouldn't expect their acid to be so high on the back palate. Well, what was 2001 like? Well, you obviously were there at 2001. Oh, I, I barely remember your last year, mate, let alone 2001. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's all a bit of a blur at this stage. But the acid was really bright on the back palate. The tannins were there. They were nice and bold. The fruit just pitted away, I think. Oh, oh, did you get it? Did you get it? I did. The awesome. whole thing. The whole dang thing. I mean, that's, that's the other fun part of Stump the Chump that people listening to this don't get to watch is watching Michael try to remove corks because, I mean, well, sometimes I, lo- I, lo- I love you, Michael, but you are not the most elegant man on the board. <laughs> Some, sometimes they come right out and sometimes, because I'm always trying, I'm in a hurry, right? I want to get to it and I, we don't need to sit here and, and, and gab all day about, you know, the cork as I, or as I try to. I understand there's something called a gerand that's supposed to be very, very good for getting uh, corks out. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. I think this is one where we add some fortified grain spirit to it and a little bit of sugar, and 
we might be dealing with a makeshift tawny again. Hmm. Uh, it's got that white pepper sort of Shiraz thing going on with it as well, though. Or Syrah, maybe. It's a bit bigger and bolder for it. But it is all pepper on the palate. They, yeah, I haven't tasted it yet, but I get white oh pepper God. on the nose. Hmm. But it's light. Yeah, this, this is a Shiraz. Hmm. But from where? Is it a blend? Is it Shiraz Viognier blend? I believe this time, uh, aside from the Zinfandel Shiraz, everything was a single varietal. Then, yeah. Well, obviously you can put fifteen percent of whatever you want in, but uh, you. M- but it's the Cote du Rhone Village. Oh, look Ooh. at you! Oh, I'm going with that. Mm. The pepper is like the white pepper on it. Right, green Shiraz, yeah. not Shiraz. Are you? Um, are you are you picking a, a year on that one too? I, I don't know the vintages well enough, but it's a cool vintage. There there is, I mean, it's a combination of the fact that this probably wasn't terribly expensive, but I think even then, like Cote d'Iron, you're getting good concentration in, in warm vintage. Like the the Demenda de Sel that we did last year, like that was concentration city for like twenty bucks. This is cool vintage Cote d'Iron. That's my guess. Uh, at least at least ten years old. At least ten years old. Cote d'Iron Village. You know what? I have to back him up on this. It's definitely a Syrah. It's not a Shiraz. It's from a cooler climate. It tastes great, though. I'm, I'm not spitting this one out. Um, there's a little bit dirty, a little bit of funk to it that I can see coming from Old World. But it's still really clean. But it's it definitely, like yeah, a... yeah. It's definitely well worth drinking. Wow, Michael, this is, a, All right. this is another like really solid lineup. Well, your employers are going to be very happy that you did not take a crap all over this wine. Oh, yeah? Because oh, that's bro, a uh, Jackson Triggs 2010 Shiraz Grand Reserve. Yeah, wow. Shiraz. Well, hello. But Looks like I keep my job for another for Niagara. <laughs> that is outstanding for Niagara. <laughs> I keep my job for a few more weeks. Good stuff, guys. Um, well, Levi, now you have to go to work and reproduce this now. Well, I know I have to go down into my cellar and pull one of these out and have another look at it. Oh, do you have some of this? Well, there might be a bottle rolling around. So at 2010, um, now you're... How much I, was this at the time? I'm thinking twenty four ninety five. They really haven't changed the price of the Grand Reserve. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's stayed pretty constant, like, for 10 years. Yeah, this is tasty. I mean, the quality's got better, obviously, in the last few. Of course, no, the, the, quality, better, the better quality, winemaker. The quality of this is, <laughs> is obviously stupendous. Like, everybody knew Marco. He was okay. Oh, but, come uh, on now. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I, I, I think, though, um, Levi, you're 100% correct. They named it Shiraz because at that time everything was named Shiraz that was made with that grape. But that is uh, 100% Syrah. And yeah. had they named it Syrah, they would have been dead on I wonder, as well. do you think they would have thrown some Viognier in there? Would, would that have been We've like... only got one block of Viognier. The block of Viognier is at Brayburn. And uh, Bruce usually uses that at Inniskillen. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get my hands on it, but uh, he won't let me let it up, you know. Uh, it's aged 12 months. Come on, uh, Bruce. you gotta, you got to let magic happen. I'd like. love to have a play with it on some, on some Shiraz. Uh, and I understand why they call it Shiraz. It's definitely for marketing reasons. People know exactly what Shiraz is. Yep. Is, it, is it still Shiraz to these days? Still Shiraz. It's still Shiraz. Which, they're one of the few that still call it Shiraz, even though we are cool climate and we are making Syrah. So... But that's that's a lovely wine, and uh, I, I think that between that and the South Africa, I really think that was the uh, the two hits uh, on the table. 
Although the Pinot was was was. I'm going back too. to the Pinot. I think I'm going to do that right now before we wrap up. Uh, I want to show, I'd like to uh, pull that out at work and show my guys that because it's very similar to this year's, uh, the 2020 is just so much white pepper. It's incredible. It screams Syrah. I can see, I can see that because um, 10 was a, was another hot year, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that would be, it, it would be. I'm still so curious about like the, the big reds from 2020 though, just because we got those cool nights that we didn't get in 2016. Like I, I, I'm just I, I'm really looking forward to tasting it. You guys are in for a treat this year. Or when they come out, yeah, there's uh, some pretty special wines that are going to be coming. Well, I mean, it's, it's been across the, the board because like we've done across tastings of, of warm vintages like um, Seaward and Pinots, where in hot vintages it's a struggle to hold the acid. But because the cool nights were there, the two punchings of Seaward wine that I have at Rockway, the acids are holding on fantastically. Hold up. Yeah, yeah. For the region, they should. Yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Well, not not a fan of that Pinot now. Uh, I I still am. Yeah, no, no. Maybe it's a palate after going back to uh, from the Shiraz and, and the big cab. All right, Michael. Heaviness on the back of that palate too. Of which the um, the the uh, Shiraz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Levi. Thanks for coming on to. Uh to, to taste these wines with us. Hopefully we'll have you on to talk a little bit about what's going on at Jackson Triggs. I don't think uh, we've we've taken a close look at Jackson Triggs since talking to Alan Jackson Correct. and Don it's Triggs. Been a long time. Oh, yeah, Don Triggs and Alan Jackson we've talked to on our uh, legacy, but we haven't really uh, uh, talked about what's going on at JT. And, um, you know, I'd we'd like curious, to have like, you on. There's when... definitely some focus happening with, um, with Arterra. Michael and I, we were recently part of a Le Clos return of the Le, Le Village wines. And Which you, nice. you, have a big, you have a big hand in those, Yeah, too, we yeah. do all the Village and we do all the Le Clos at Jackson Triggs itself. Awesome. So that's a lot of fun to play with and a lot of learning to do. It'd be nice to see, you know, that focus of, of portfolio and direction of branding work its way down across Inniskillen and in Jackson Triggs. But we should have you on uh, when the wines actually become yours. Yeah. So, because uh, you took over, how long ago was it? I've been there three years now. So we've started to take a direction in style, ever so slightly. You don't just change a brand or a style overnight. You've got to take time to, to change it and make it your own. And and we're we're getting there now. I'm really confident in the wines and that they're making that uh, progression into my style of wine. So we're on a precipice of something here. Perfect. So then we should wait. Have wait. Wait. When so you're what is your style of wines? Well, we'll sit down and taste, and you can have a look at them. There right, we go. Good. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Levi, we'll have you back on to uh, taste your wines. Let's keep, the, let's keep the, the wrap-up short and sweet because I feel like it keeps getting longer the more I do it. Patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine. We appreciate the support. And if anyone has a couple bucks to contribute to this, it goes a long way to keeping us on the air. Yes, it does. And uh, he is Andre Pru of andrewinereview.ca. Uh, on social media, I think it's uh, Andre Wine Review on most things, right? Yep. Yeah, so... And you're Michael Pincus of michaelpincuswinereview.com. You're the grape guy on some things, Michael Pincus on others, because you like to be confusing with branding. No, uh, it's because I got on earlier and had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I still don't. Take us That's away. That's true. Uh, Levi, thank you very much. Andre, thanks for letting me open more crappy wine, but not so crappy. And uh, with the rain starting, good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. Two Guys Talking Wine is produced by Jim Ray, Adam Duran, and Ken Little.